0: Shalom to all. Welcome back to the Quick Parsha presented daily by All Parsha. Today we are going to be learning the second L.E.M. Parsha's Mishpatim that is Perk Aleph, Pasuk And we concluded yesterday with learning about when one man damages another and which payments he has to make. There are five payments that a person might have to make. Nezek, Tsar, Repoy, Sheves, and Baishes. We already discussed them. In short, Nezek is damage caused to a person which lowers his market value. Tsar is the pain that he was caused by this wound. Repoy is his doctor bills. Sheves is the amount that he lost out on work because he couldn't work because he was sick because he got hit and Baishes is the amount that has to be paid because he was embarrassed and the Pasuk tells us as follows If a person strikes his servant or his maidservant with a rod and this person died because of that he shall surely be avenged however if after a day or two this person stands up you come so then he will not be avenged because this is his money he owns this maid servant or this servant now let's take a look at rashi the Pasuk is talking about a non-jewish servant or maid servant maybe we're actually talking about a Jewish servant Tom alarm why the pasuk says because it's his money just like your money that you have in your pocket it's yours forever so too, we're talking about an Evid which you own forever and ever, which is talking about a non-Jewish Evid. Jump to the next Rashi. Bashevit the said with a staff or a rod. We're talking about that it had the ability to actually kill and create such a damage. And now jump to the next Rashi. He shall surely be avenged. This person is chayv misa by way of a sword. It says Nikambris. However, the next passage told us that if after a day or two, this evid got up and he didn't die, so then no vengeance is going to take place. So Rashi asks, If he got up after one day, so for sure he should be putter if he got up after two days. Elo, we learn from here. We're talking about one day which is like two days. How do you have one day which is like two days? This is a 24 hour period which spans two days. So we have a 24 hour period to see whether or not this person is going to die. But let's say someone else struck this person's evidence. Even though this person died after 24 hours, the person Person who struck him is still Chayev. Why is that? Because it's not Kaspoi. It's not his money. It's someone else's money. And back to the Chumash Pasuk Chafbeis. anashim. Two men are fighting. V'nagfu ishahara and they bump into, they strike a pregnant woman. Yatsu yiladeha and she miscarries her child. V'la Asain. However, there was no death, meaning the woman didn't die. Onesha, Oneshi shall definitely be punished. Kasher yoshis Balo isha The way that the husband of this woman will place upon him. V'nasan biflilim. And he shall give it based on the judge's orders. And let's take look at Rashi, what's going on over here? Apostle and Rashi, two men are fighting with each other, and he meant to strike his friend, and he accidentally struck the woman, what does that mean? This means pushing and striking, the next Rashi says, that means the woman didn't die, how was he punished? He pays the value of this child to the husband, we evaluate this woman, how much more can we sell her on the marketplace as a pregnant woman as opposed to when she's not pregnant and that difference is the amount that this person pays we collect money from them the next Rashi says when the husband makes a claim against him in Bezdin to place a punishment on him because of this and the one that did the striking shall pay the value of these children the value of these children this means based on the judge's orders. However, let's go back to the pasuk. Pasuk chav gimel v'im yeh. If there was a mishap, if there was death, that means the woman died. V'nasa nefesh tachas nefesh, and now there has to be paid a soul for a soul, ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye, shein tachas shein, tooth for a tooth, yod tachas yod. Hand in place of a hand, regal tahas ragal, a foot in place of a foot. Kevia tahas kivia, a burn in place of a burn, pesa tahas patzah, a cut in place of a cut, khabura tahas chabura, a wound in place of a wound. Now let's take a look at Rash over here, Pasukh Gimel, Thim Asin Yiabisha. If the woman died, Vinosa Nefesh tahas nafesh Rabbi Seinu Khalkin Badaver. We have a machelikas over here. Yeshim Nefesh Mamesh. Some people say that we actually kill this person that struck the woman. Vesha Im some say Mamin, that he has to make a monetary payment, of only Nefesh Mamish, but we're not gonna kill him. Sham ishav and Lari Gazabar. If one person had intent to kill Shimon, and he ended up killing Levi, Misa. so he's Potter from being killed, and he would just have to pay to those who inherit the person that was killed, the man of money, that that person could have been sold at the marketplace. And the Pasek had continued, Let's say someone blinded his friend's eye, he has to pay him the value of his eye, how much now he has been devalued because he doesn't have an eye. And all these things that we mentioned. We're not actually going to chop a person's hand off, gouge his eye out, or take his foot. Rashi like tells us, what does that mean? A burn in place of a burn. This is talking about a burn. Up until now, we've been talking about a loss of money. Over here, we're talking about something that this person's value wasn't decreased is just pain let's say a person was burned with a boiling hot spit on his fingernail we evaluate how much should a person be willing to be paid to undergo such pain and that's the amount that this person has to be paid and the next Rashi tells us Petsa, a cut. What's a petza? This is a cut which caused blood to come out. As he cut or he lacerated his skin. Skip the rest of Rashi, go to the next Rashi. Chabura. What's a chabura? This is talking about a wound. The blood gathered underneath the surface, but it didn't leave. It didn't go out. It's what we would call a black and blue mark, or underneath the skin, there's internal bleeding, but there's nothing that comes out. And back to Chumash Pasuk Chavav, a new set of halachas. Let's say a person strikes the eye of his servant or the eye of his main servant, and he destroys it. He shall go free because of his eye. And if he knocks out the tooth of his servant or his maid servant, he shall send them out free because of his tooth. And let's take a look at Rashi over here, Pasuk Chavav. Rashi tells us this, the eye of his servant, K'nani. we're talking about an evid kinani, a non-Jewish slave. We've already said that a Jewish slave does not go out because his tooth or eye was knocked out. We've already explained he doesn't go out like a regular Eved. He has a different set of rules. This is in place of his eye. And Rashi tells us this is referring to all twenty-four tips of avarim of regular limbs, his fingers and his toes, two ears, and his nose, and the tip of the gvia, which is the tip of the male member. So why does it say In the pasuk, if it only says he goes free because of his eye, and doesn't say anything about tooth, I would say Ma just like his eye was created with him, he was born with eyes. So too, he only goes free if something is knocked off that was created with him. But he wasn't born with teeth. If it only says something about teeth and not his eye, I would say, Even if he knocks out this person's baby tooth, and that's going to regrow, he would still go free. That's why it says his eye, because eyes don't regrow, at least to the best of my knowledge. And back to Chumash Paschal Chavches with another topic. A shar, an ox, gored, a man or a woman, and that man or woman died. Sokel shor, this ox is stoned. V'lo'ye besari, we're not allowed to eat his flesh. Ubal However, the owner of the shar, he's free. Nothing happens to him. Vim However, if this is a goring ox from yesterday and the day before, v'hu'ad b'v'olav and the owner was warned and he didn't guard it, Isha isha and it killed a man or a woman has sure you all the axe stones vagamba all of Yumas and the owner shall also die now how is it that the owner dies? Im Kaifer Yushas Olav, we place a monetary payment on him. Venasen nafshay, and he shall give the redemption of his soul. Kachol Yushas Olav, whatever is placed on him. And what about aybein yigach Bas yigach? If this ox gored a boy or a girl, kamishvat also like Exactly the same thing that we just mentioned. That is what's done to this ox. Im yigach oi However, if this shor gores a slave or a maidservant, so then a payment of 30 shkallam is paid to the master, and the ox gets stoned. Let's try to understand this a little bit. This is not only talking about an ox, this is talking about any animal, wild animal, or bird. The Pasik's talking what is usually normal. Usually it's an ox that gores someone and usually a person's pet parakeet doesn't cause such damage to a person. We are not allowed to eat his flesh. Rashi explains that since the Pasuk told us we have to stone him, of course we know we're not allowed to eat his flesh. The Chiddush over here, Rashi tells us, is that if this person managed to shecht his ox before it was stoned, we're still not allowed to eat his flesh. Let's take a look at the next Pasuk in Rashi, this is talking about about three gorings. So this ox had gored three times yesterday, the day before, and today. V'huad hasra That means the owner was warned with edim. Kamayi, Ha'id he'id banu ha'ish. V'hemis ish and it killed someone. Namar, Since it says in the Pasuk that he gored someone, I only know that he killed him by goring. How do I know if this ox bit him or pushed him or kicked him and that's how the person died? That the ox is still chayev? Tamalim or and he killed him, meaning whichever way he killed him. The all of you must. The owner has to die. You might think that we should actually physically kill the owner. That's why it says in the pasuk, must you. We kill a person because he killed someone. But we don't kill someone because his ox killed someone. And Pasuk Lama tells us, "Im keifer yushas olav." What does that mean? Im keifer. Imze, this word im ain't I toloi, it's not totally like if harehu kimoi im kesef tave, it's the same wording as im kesef tave, asher a when or that you shall zemishpatay she'as shisu all of bezin keifer this is the halacha this is how we shall judge him that the place places this keifer this redemption of his soul on him and the pasuk said ve'nasim pe'dei and he gives the redemption of his soul. Whose soul are we talking about here? Deme Nizek, the soul of the one that was damaged, meaning the soul of the one that was killed. Deme Mazzek, it's the soul of the one who owned the ox that did the murder, so he has to redeem his own soul, so he has to pay his value and not the value of the one that was killed. And Pasuk Laman Aleph and Rashi tells us, "Oy, ben Yigach, ben Shu Katan." We're talking about someone who's under bar mitzvah. Oy, Bas she's under Bas mitzvah. Jump to Pasuk Lamad Bais Rashi, Ama We're talking about non-Jewish slaves and maid servants. Shleishim Shkalim Yitain. This is Gzeres Hakasef. Ben Shu Zos. Whether this slave was so precious, he was worth a thousand zos. Ben She'ena Shava diner, He was an old crippled slave and he only worth one dinar. The owner still makes a payment of thirty shkalim. Bashakom Mishkalid Dal Zuhuvim and the. The shekel we're talking about here is not an Israeli shekel; it's a shekel that's worth four gold coins. So this is quite a decent payment. And back to Hamish Pasaglama, came on to a new topic. If a person opens up an existing pit or he digs a new pit and he doesn't cover it and a Shor or chamar falls into this pit and it dies the owner of the pit has to pay he has to pay money to the owners and he gets to keep the mace this dead Shor or Hamar Let's take a look at Rashi try to understand this Rashi Lama it was covered and he uncovered it or he dug a pit why does it have to tell us this Imal if he's chive just for opening up an existing pit, for sure he's chive if he digs a new pit, Al Havi Kaira This teaches us if one person digs a pit a little bit deeper, so all he did was add on a little bit, He's the one that's Chayev and not the one that dug most of the pit. Voleichas and didn't cover it. However, if he did cover the pit, Pater. So he's going to be Pater. We're talking about digging in Hashir Rabim. It's a public domain. Shar chamar or ox or donkey fell inside. Huadin This is talking about any animal that fell inside. When it says shar chamar, it's really referring to any animal and not just an ox or donkey. Take a look at the next pasuk in Rashi. Pasuk Dalad. bal habar bal hatakala. The owner of the obstacle. Afal pisha ena Shalai. Even though this doesn't. Actually belong to him. He dug it in there, It's not his property. The pasuk treats it as if it's his, so that we can be of him to pay. This tells us that he even can pay something that has monetary value, even if it's brand, meaning he doesn't have to pay cash. He can even pay something that has value, even though it's brand, it's not worth a lot of money. He still can use that as part of his payment. And the plus I told is, meaning the one who owned this shore or hamar that fell in, he gets to keep his dead animal. Shaman hanavela. we evaluate the carcass, and he has to take it as part of his payment. And the mazik, the one who caused the damage, has to complete the payment with whatever is remaining. So let's say, for example, his shah was worth 200 and it fell in and now it's only worth 100, so he takes his dead shah, that's 100 of the payment, and the mazik has to give another 100 out of pocket to complete that payment. Now let's go back to Chumash Pasuk Lamed Hay. In Pasuk Lamed Hay and Lamed Vav, we're going to be learning of the difference between a shor tam versus a shor muad. We treat a tam with a bit of a lighter sentence than a muad. A tam is only liable to pay nezek half of the damages that it caused, but if this is already the third time this has happened, then it's considered a muad and the owner has to pay in full. And we're going to see that. The Pesach says, Let's say, one man's ox pushed the other ox, and he died. They sell the ox which is living, and they divide the money, and even the dead ox is divided. But let's say it turns out that this is a shor nagech. this is a muad, he's done this yesterday and the day before, and his owner didn't watch him, he has to pay an ox for an ox, and he gets to keep the dead ox. Let's take a look at Rashi. Pasuk Lamed Hei. Vechi Yigayf. It means he pushed him. Vechem Bekarnov. This could also be with his horns. A begufa, with his body. Vechem Beragov, with his feet. Ben Shineshachet Bishinov. Or he even bit him with his teeth. Kulan Bechlan Negifahim. All this, Fits under the title of pushing him. She'ne nigifa alashin makah. The word Nagifa really means just to strike him. Sharish, ish That means an ox of a person pushed someone else's ox. So this long Rashi tells us that the pasuk is only telling us about a case where one ox is worth two hundred pushed another ox that was worth 200. Therefore, you split the living one and you split the dead one and therefore we have a payment of chetzinezek. However, if one of the oxen over here was worth more money, then we're not going to come out with an even 50-50 payment and there's going to be a different way of making the payment which we're not going to get into now. Let's take a look at Pasuk Lamed Vav in Rashi. Let's say it wasn't a shartam. It was a Nagach yesterday the day before. It already did this three times. Shalom Shalom Shar Nezek Shalim. So then the owner of the shar has to pay full damages, not Chatzin Nezek, like the previous Pazik was talking about. Again, the one that was damaged, he has to take his dead shar, and on that dead shar, the Mazik, the one that Did the damages, he has to add on money until he pays up the entire damages. So, again, let's say the ox is worth 200 and now it's only worth 100. So, now he has to add on another 100 in order to complete this payment of 200. And back to Chomish Pasuk Lamed Ki Ish Let's say a person steals an ox or a sheep. Utevacha Imochari, and he shechted it or he sold it. Chamisha Boker Yislam Tachaz He has to pay five head of cattle in place of that one ox that he stole. and four sheep in place of that one that he stole. Let's take a look at Rashi Pasuk Lamed Zayin. Chamisha Boker. Amra Rabbi Yochanan He tells us Chas Hamakom Akfayin Hashem had mercy on a person's honor. Shor, Shahilech Baraglev. A shor goes with his feet. He walks by himself. And the God of this thief, he didn't have to embarrass himself to put the shar on his shoulders. So that person, he didn't suffer embarrassment, so he has to pay five. But a sheep, he had to carry the sheep on his shoulders, so he gets a little bit embarrassed by doing that. Then he only has to pay four. Helvin his because he got embarrassed. See how great the power of being able to work is. This the person wasn't able to work with his shore because it was stolen. Hey, so the person has to pay five. Say, but a sheep that doesn't do any work, he didn't cause a loss for the owner because the sheep wasn't doing anything besides for munching on grass. Dalid, he only has to pay four. Why does the pasuk reiterate and Seh"? The Torah repeated it, That we only have to pay this four and five payment with Ashor and Seh, but not with any other animal. And back to Chomish Perkov based Pasuk Alf On to a new topic. If in an underground tunnel, a thief is found, a thief is found tunneling his way in underground, and he was struck and he died, meaning the owner of the house struck him and he died. Ain loy damim, there's no blood over here. The owner of the house is not chayev for striking this thief. However, imzar hashemish shem if the sun shone on him, as Rashi going to explain, damim then he does have Blood on his hands, and now a new topic in this pasuk. Shalom yishalim. This thief has to pay for what he stole. And einloi, if he doesn't have any money to pay, then So he gets sold in order to pay that which he stole. And we've already learned about in evit ivri in the first dali in this week's parsha. Let's take a look at Rashi pasuk aleph over here. He was tunneling and digging underneath the house. damim This isn't considered murder. Harehu kemes This person is considered as if he's dead. Kalim over here. The has something important. In If someone is coming to kill you, get up and kill him first. And this person who's tunneling underneath has come to kill you. He knows that this person is not just going to stand by and watch him steal his money and be quiet. This thief is coming on condition if the person who owns the money, the owner of the house, stands up against him and says, Hey, you're not allowed to steal my money. He's going to kill him. So therefore, this is considered... If this guy comes to kill you, you're allowed to kill him and you're not going to be chai for killing him. However, the next Pesach had said, If there was a sun shining on him, what does that mean? This is a parable. If it's clear that he's come to be peaceful with you. Like this son, that brings peace to the world. It's clear to you, he's not coming to kill you. Even if the owner of the money says, you're not taking my money. Such as a father. Let's say a father is poor, and he's coming to steal money from his own son. The son knows that there's no way in the world his father is going to kill him. So therefore his father does not come intending to kill his son. Then, Dom and there is blood over here. He's considered like he's living. Or like and it's murder. If the balbaiz kills this person, shalem We said this was another topic. of this thief has to pay back the money that he stole, and he's not going to be misa because again, this was a separate topic. Go to the next pasuk. Let's say the thing that he stole is found in his possession. It was either a shar or or a sheep and it was alive. Then. He has to pay too. Let's take a look at Rashi, Pasa Gimel. Emi matzei si matze biyadei. it's found in his possession. Shloit tavach vloy machar. He didn't shecht it and he didn't sell it. Mishar ad chamor. Called over bchalat kefel. Anything can be included in the payment of kafil this double payment, whether or not it's something that's living or it's something else. It says in a different Pazak, on anything, he has to pay double. So this is talking about a thief that has to pay double for that which he stole. And we conclude today's Ali with this Rashi Chaim Shnai Mishalim V'leyshaim Mesim. He's not allowed to pay him back with a dead animal. E'lechaim, alive animal. de Chaim, or the value of a live animal. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with the third aliyah in Parshish Mishpatim. Everyone should have a wonderful day.